Okay, let's go. Hey, Fly Gems. Welcome to another episode of Break the Mold Podcast. I'm your host, LaTanya, and I also go by Lady L. I'm an image consultant and creator of At Her Best Style. I'm joined with my co-host, Roscoe Douglas. Keep in mind that change is never comfortable. You are going to hear sensitive topics within this podcast. Some topics may resonate with your personal life. The topics discussed aren't meant to offend anyone. They are to bring personal healing and growth. In order to heal, you must first accept accountability for your role and be open and willing to hear the truth. Not to feel the truth, but the entire truth. Now understand when you're dealing with the truth, truth sometimes is never easy to accept, but it is the only way to break, to get a breakthrough through your healing. This is why, again, I stress this podcast is for people who are ready for change, for people who are ready to deal with the things that may be holding them back and the sensitive issues. You are not alone. We are all dealing with sensitive issues in our own walks. What you're hearing along with these topics, someone else may have encountered or conquered. Life brings so many different situations. We've all had different experiences. We've all acquired different traits from the generations before us. So again, there are a lot of sensitive topics that we will discuss. Just be mindful and don't take anything personally. Don't internalize a lot of the information that you are hearing. If it resonates, recognize the issue and change it for the better. Don't internalize that you take it as a personal attack on you. If you hear a topic that resonates with you, look at it as God's way of bringing you to this topic so you can deal with it, heal from it, and conquer it. So you are no longer a victim to it and become a conqueror. If you hear any subject matter within the podcast and you start to feel attacked or you feel offended, take a moment to pause the episode and tell yourself, this is not personal and I should not be taking this personally. These are just tools to help me with what's really bothering me. And if the subject is really bothering me, then it is something that I need to be seeking help on. Rather it be in counseling or talking amongst positive peers and people who can genuinely help me to overcome this. I want my listeners to think of us as a big sister and big brother. And we are having an intimate conversation because that is exactly what this is. If you and I were sitting in a room across from each other or you brought me an issue that was pressing on your heart, we would be having a discussion like this so that we can get to the bottom of the issue and heal. Again, I'm rooting for you all, and let's get to the episode. Okay. So we're going to get straight into this episode. I think this is an important topic that we're going to be discussing today. Um, We want to talk about stress and also we want to do like a different angle with it we kind of want to talk about it in a way that you can stress shows up a lot of different ways in your life not the obvious ways that we're used to seeing how stress can show up yeah it can show up in the form of a headache yeah you can be a little burnt out but stress has funny ways of showing up and especially within men and my co-host and I are going to take an angle and try to help some of the women out there and men by allowing women to see how men deal with stress and when stress comes up with men, how they maneuver through that. 
So in recent news, we all know that um, Dr. Dre was hospitalized for a brain aneurysm. My first <laughs> indication when I saw that, I, I knew it had to be stress related. You don't, you know, and I wish the best for him. And I'm so glad that he's out now and he's doing well. But um, that's a huge indication that there was stress involved somewhere for him to have an aneurysm. But, you know, aneurysms don't just show up in the brain. Aneurysms show up in the heart as well. You can have a heart aneurysm and a brain aneurysm, excuse me. And those are conditions that should be taken very, very seriously. And um, I think women, we sometimes, because of how we are wired, we're so verbal we like to talk things out. You, We have to be reminded that men communicate differently. Men internalize a lot. They go inward. Men suffer in silence. And we kind of seen this with Chad um, Boseman. You know, of course, he kept his condition private as he should. But there's things that men be going through that we never know. Because men will be suffering in silence. And, and they'll tell you everything is all good when everything is not all good. And then you'll find up later in usually some type of health report. And I know my co-host can't agree with me on it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, what you're saying is true. Like how we deal with it is totally different. And, you know, with the Dr. Dre situation, like, uh, like I saw some other celebrities posting on there social media pages about like man take care of yourself it's just stress it's just stress and uh you know it's stress being you know in the industry that he's in and you know being a the in my opinion the best hip-hop producer ever because it's caused dr dre what caused me to fall in love with hip-hop i i listened to it you know of course before the chronic album and before g thing came out but the first time i heard that g thing so i was like wow this is the most incredible thing i ever heard but but uh but that was the first thing and um i'm glad he's doing doing better and doing well because uh a lot of people don't make it back from that from an aneurysm and uh he had quite a quick recovery from uh others that i've heard that had him but he really? uh, but yeah and then the thing about him like if you've seen recent pictures of dr Dre, like he seems to be like in shape and everything so uh that happens to a lot of people who look well and uh, work out and everything like that. Like, and something like that happens. You're like, how can it happen? Well, yeah, it's stress. And then, you know, not to go into detail about his personal life, but uh, he's going through a public situation. Uh, no need to elaborate, but we all know what that is. And, you know, being with someone as long as he has and to have to go through that on top of stress from, uh, probably having artists calling, hey, you got beats or whatever. Can you be at studio this such a time? And not to mention, you know, all the other business ventures that he's involved in. So, uh, but it does come down to like, uh, we as men, we do deal with a lot and, uh, women do as well. But like I said, it's kind of like the saying, oh, men kind of suffer in silence and we don't verbalize what we're going through. And then, like you said, we, a lot of times we do go through to, uh, the doctor and we get a report and it comes back to, oh, you got this particular, uh, ailment or, or whatever the case may be due to stress like uh hypertension 
uh, even heart disease and, and stroke. A lot of that is, uh, yeah, diet and everything p- plays a role, but a lot of times you add stress on top of that. And then again, sometimes even if you, just I was, as I was saying with Dr. Dre's situation, someone who is healthy and eat right, work out and everything, and they still have these issues, and then is they're, they're overtaken by stress. Yeah, because... Um... I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this to my women now. Understand, women, we're going to be talking. We're going to be um, talking a lot about men on this particular issue, and I'm talking to you, women, because I want you to understand the mindset of a man, and I want to un- help you understand the anatomy of how a man is built, as far as in their thinking and how they deal with things. Because that's the biggest argument we have is we don't understand each other. You go back to the miscommunication between men and women. So I want to help you understand men when it comes to dealing with stress. And we'll do this with a couple of different issues, too. Now, take it. We view success differently, men and women. With men, their success is a tribute to their career, what they do for a living. Right. How they're living as far as like their car their statue in the world, when they're amongst other men and they're talking, whether it be in um, the bar, wherever, you know, the men um, case, wherever men be, where they fellowship, status is everything to a man. Mm-hmm. So and when you're taking something like a pandemic right now and people are losing their jobs left or right, mm-hmm. when a man loses his job, it's a panic mode for him. Because, Absolutely. yeah, they, again, what they do is how they see themselves successfully. And that's how they show up in the world. They, they see themselves by what it is they do. So when you strip that from someone, say that they were, I don't know, a mechanic for years. And, and then all of a sudden the job goes faulted the next day. And, and they're like, well, what do I do? I'm used to showing up every day being a mechanic, doing this, this is my job. This is how I put food on the table. This is how I take care of the household bills. This is how I, you know, be able to provide for my woman, show up. This is what I do. It's a panic that goes off of them. They don't feel like themselves. Right. So they may come home and they may tell you, honey, I lost my job. Or they may come home and not tell you right away because they don't know how to deal with that shift that just happened for them. It's like, I'm trying to figure out my new normal because this ain't normal for me. Same thing going on with the pandemic. We all try to figure out the shift of the pandemic. What does this mean? That's how a man thinks automatically. What does this mean for me? And he kind of, from a woman's standpoint, for us, it looks like you're shutting down. And in a way, they are, but they're really going internal. His first reaction is to go inward to think, and he's thinking, how do I get it? Okay, how do I provide? Mm -hmm. How do I do this? What bills are coming up? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How How does this affect my family? How do I tell her? Is she going to be mad at me? Is she going to belittle me? Is she going to look less of me than a man? I'm not, in my eyes, a man, I'm not going to look like a man. Although women... We don't think that we don't we don't make we don't automatically think that makes you less of a man. But a man, if you if you don't know your woman and if you don't have those conversations, 
he doesn't know how you're going to react. And maybe this is the first time y'all have even gone through this in, this in the relationship, depending on if y'all married or just in a relationship or just met. You might have just met someone and everything was smooth. And then all of a sudden he lost his job. And now you have to figure out how he navigates through that. So the first thing they do is they go inward. He may not talk to you <laughs> for a while. And I know, I know with men sometimes when they go inward, I've had it where guys may not talk to me for days at a time. Weeks. They will not talk to you until they figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's huge women. And I'm going to let Roscoe talk more about that one because that took me a long time to understand too. Mm. It's like for women, we want to talk through the solution. We want to be like, okay, well, what happened? We want to be all in the know what's going on. You may not have all the answers right then and it's cool. But when you pull back, it sends a different message to me. It says, I, I feel automatically like I did something wrong. I feel like it's not about you. I feel like you're pulling back because of me. Or it, it, it sends a mixed message sometimes to women that their relationship is falling apart or um, something's off. It, it, it sends a bad stick. <clears throat> and when you don't know this about men, for women, we will think about it like, oh, my God, is he cheating? Oh, my God, what did I do? What am I not showing up enough? And in a day of society where women can are dealing with insecurities and stuff like that, she starts looking at herself and thinking she may not be good enough. And that's depending on the woman. And I don't want women to start doing that for themselves. I don't want you to always think it's about you when he pulls back. When the man's dealing with a stressful situation, that's just the first reaction of what they do. I, I, and having talks with my dad all the time, I learned this just with my dad as being like, men will not talk until they have got the solution, okay? And when they have Absolutely. the solution, huh? They will talk blue in the face. Okay. <laughs> you do this, do this, da 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 Point A, point B, point this. Then we're going to do this and this. But just two days ago, you wasn't talking to me. And I'm sitting here trying to say, what can we do? And they don't want your help all the time. <laughs> which is, it, you know, which causes a lot of friction in houses because women, we want to be able to help. And that's another thing. If you feel, sometimes women feel like I'm supposed to be, and yeah, I am, I'm supposed to be a helpmate, but how can I help you if you're not allowing me to help? Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to <clears throat> setting the conversation for saying, what areas do you need my help in? What areas don't you want? Some men are hard-headed women. Some have to learn the hard way. They'll try it their way until it don't work. They'll try it their way multiple times and then it don't work. And then finally, uh... So I need your help on something. Mm -hmm. And we get annoyed by that, don't we? (laughs) It's like, if if you asked me the first time, we could have avoided some stuff. (laughs) I had the solution the whole time. I'm your helpmate, okay? (laughs) Ask. Because everybody needs help sometime. Now, I know I'm going off in a tangent on it a little bit. But I'm just trying to set up the different parallels and the dynamics that we go through in relationships when this happens. So, and I'm going to let him talk about it more. Why? Because I'm going to ask for the women. Why do y'all do that? You don't show up (laughs) until you got the solution. (laughs) Wow, but hey, everything you're saying was like 
a thousand percent true. And and uh, going back to as far as men, yeah, we do find a lot of our satisfaction and our identity and what we do. And uh, you you can take two men who are complete strangers walking up the street, me not in grocery store, or whatever, and uh, just doing small talk within two seconds of that conversation, what you do for a living is going to come up in the conversation. It's two okay. things It's two things men always bond on. It's what you do for a living and sports. And that's it. Like, you know, as opposed to, you know, women are, uh, I remember hearing a guy say, uh, actually, he was, he was my former pastor, actually. He was like, uh, uh, well, he said what I just said, and men will find uh, identity in what they do, and women are more emotionally you know, attached and uh, they get together to talk about more like, you know, life experiences or you can be in a store somewhere like, oh, oh, you should get that. I like that, that, that uh, shirt or whatever or something like that. But, uh, and if a man, if just as you said, like it's a lot of, if we lose a job, like a man could spiral down into a deep depression, like literally. And uh, that's another, you know, one of those subjects people like to avoid and want to act like, but uh, now, sometimes a man, he'll shut down. That don't necessarily mean he's in a full-fledged depression, but uh, he's still hurting because, again, we we are driven by uh, what we do, the things we have. And, again, that's not meaning that you worship those things, but to say, like, yeah, I can't provide for my family. I have a career, and I've been on this job 15, 20, 25 years, and all of a sudden it's gone. So, yeah, and we do shut down. So uh, to the women out there, if your man is shutting down, like, yeah, I know a lot of thoughts are racing through your head, but trust, everything is okay. Okay, he's just trying to figure out what the next step is going to be. Uh, he's scared. He will, he will never say it, but he's scared. He's fearful because he's like, okay, I've, I've been doing this, uh, getting up every day. Uh, I've been on this job for a while. I've made some friends here, got used to seeing the same people uh, day in and day out. Now that's not happening no more, and I got to start over again. And can you imagine a man like even 40, 50 years old having to start over like from scratch? That's mm-hmm. a lot on a man. And and again, outside of work, like just in society, uh, you know, taking care of the household, not just like financially making sure that food is on the table, making sure, you know, kids are taken care of and the issues that come with raising kids. Whether they having issues at school, are they being bullied and and everything else? Are they they're slipping in school? Are they starting to, to hang around the wrong crowd and everything else? And uh, so we have a lot of darts that come into our back, but again, we never talk about them. And women, if you ask us, again, miss the uh, the difference in communications between a man and a woman. We're not going to give you a a two hour conversation about what's wrong. And even if you ask, we'll be like, oh, I'm all right. Even though you know you know that we're not. Like, we're sitting there, like, and we're staring off in space. And you can tell something's wrong. And you ask, we're like, oh, I'm okay. And uh, you can tell when a man is not okay because he's not being his usual self. And he don't speak in the same tone. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we do. We, we just kind of shut down. But, again, shut down. That don't mean that there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean that we're out there cheating. That doesn't mean that the relationship about the end or anything like that. We're just trying to figure out how can we get that that piece of our life that we got so much of our identity from, how are we going to get that back? And yeah, it may it may take some time. And then uh, just as you were saying, like <laughs> like uh like women, they throw ideas out there. And yeah, women are called to be a help meet. 
And uh, that's just what, you know, that's what God said. After a woman was created, I created a helper for the man. And, you know, you may throw ideas out there and we may shut them down in the beginning. And then after we know what that next move is, like you said, we will talk then. <laughs> and you'll be like, wow, we're, we're turning to a kid in the candy store. Because like, yeah, we got the new job. Yeah. Yeah, I solved this problem. So we are driven by problem solving, not necessarily talking about it, but doing the actual uh, steps and processes that'll get us to the next chapter of our lives. So, um, you know, that's, that's just how we are. And then, like, the stress of it and everything, how we deal with it is that, like, a lot of times we do go into isolation as well. Now, as you're saying, we might go a week without saying anything. That doesn't mean that wrong. We're just trying to figure things out. And we want to uh, accept that challenge and know we had a challenge of figuring it out. And that's why we, a lot of times it might seem like we are rejecting help. But even uh, the thing about me, even if it seems like we are rejecting it at the surface level when it's first presented to us, we are internalizing it. Now, we might not give a reaction and everything. You can, like a woman, you can give your man like 10 ideas about the next step. Okay, he might not implement them all at once, and it might look like he's going in a total di different direction than the ideas that you threw out there. But he he is internalizing, even though he might not give a verbal reaction right then. And then after the problem solved, uh, he'll go back and say like, "Yeah, you remember when you said this, that, and the other, and gave this idea, and everything." And then again, yeah, y'all would be like, "Well, I told you that from the beginning. <laughs> like, why why didn't you just do that?" But uh, it's like I, I tell tell people uh, sometimes you have to let a man be a man as in like uh, a lot of times we feel threatened by that and a lot of times that is insecurity on our part but we are built in that way and a lot of times it's not even pride and ego getting in the way like with other situations it's just like wow I just got stripped of all this I got so much more coming at me uh, and I do recognize I do have a supportive wife, even though it doesn't seem like I'm listening to her at the moment and everything, but I'm shutting down. But that's how I deal with it. That's how I deal with stress. I'm not going to sit here and, and just talk and talk and talk like I'm in a therapy session. But let me let just let me figure it out. OK, it might not be in the time frame that you would like as the woman, but I am working on it. And then when you see. Even uh, from, I think from a woman perspective, like even when you see and you don't understand why, okay, I gave this idea up front and when he first got into the situation, okay, he didn't accept it. But then as you see, as uh, time goes on and everything, you see it, you know, uh, things falling into place again and he getting back on his feet or whatever the case might be starting the next chapter of his life, then you will understand. You'll be like, okay, I understand why he shut down. I mean, I don't, I mean, I understand it all, but I can see the fruit of it because he was just trying to uh, restructure some things if he had to start over, uh, go through some the, uh, the different processes of, of what it took for it to get, you know, for things to get back to uh, to a normal form and everything. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, I, I see why he shut down. So he was, you know, really just, just not understanding it all. And he was stressed. And not just from that situation, but, but the other things that was going on that society uh, throws at a man that uh, people just don't don't realize and there's a lot of things that if you're not a man just like you know with women is if you're not a woman certain things that uh, y'all go through we won't understand there's a lot of things we go through that y'all won't understand but we just want uh the understanding of of the fact that okay it may take some time uh i may not be my normal self while i'm going through this 
because I mean it's a lot to take on. And again, like you know, you mentioned the pandemic and everything, like how people basically were losing their jobs overnight, and uh, a lot of people getting furloughed and laid off. And uh, Captain is saying like, okay, uh, we remaining in business, but we're shutting the uh, the actual building down. And everybody else gonna work from home, but this group here, we don't need you anymore, and things of that nature, or even. Uh, like if somebody's making a career change, like a man, like I say, if he's been on a job for years and he decided, okay, I want to go another route or, or someone who's been in corporate America working a job and they decide, okay, it's time for me to start my own business. And you go a, a year or two without an income and he has to work like day and night just to break even, uh, to break even for the cost of it, or the uh, startup for a business or whatever. And seeing how, you know, you as a woman, can you be his cheerleader without, as you said, without uh, making him feel bad, without uh, attacking his manhood and just see like, okay, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm scared because just as much as you women are scared, we're scared, too, because it's new territory for us. But again, you guys, women will make it known, but we won't everything. And then uh, so uh, it's about allowing that space and understanding that uh, nothing is wrong. Uh, that don't mean you're going to divorce court or or he's going to leave you. <laughs> or, uh, you know, you ain't going to be sitting up on that, that show on TV with Judge, uh, what's the name that do uh, divorce court? Child. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> One of them wants to do so many of these things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, everything is fine. I mean, you know, but yeah, we, we do shut down. We don't we don't talk, but it's, it's just like, wow, I'm taking on a lot. And then a man, uh, the way he deals with stress, if he comes home and say, like, you know, instead of, like, talking about the problems, if he'd be like, I just need a moment, give him that moment. If he goes, he would say, I, I'm, I need to go to the gym to burn off some steam, allow him that time. Uh, if, he, if he's in the sports, if he's watching the game, he's like, he like, yeah, I just need this time to, like, watch the game or whatever. It's my favorite team playing. Uh, this, because those things, like, uh, I think a lot of times women see like a lot of the hobbies that men have as uh, he avoiding time with me, avoiding time with the family, or avoiding the issue at hand. No, that that's that's our place of peace. A lot of times, like our hobbies, whether it's going to the gym, whether uh, like with me, like the way I deal with stress is I read a lot and everything, and I like watching sports as well. Those are our place of peace and everything, and those are the things that cause us to refresh. So if you see a man doing those things, that ain't the time to go nagging him about issues that are going on. Let him have that time, okay? Because uh, I think it's easy to tell. Well, maybe it might not be, but to tell when a man just need a moment or when he just totally, completely checking out and it is to a point where the relationship is going south. But if he come home and be like, Look, I don't want to talk about that right now. Just give me a few minutes and we'll talk about it later. Allow him that time. Don't condemn oh. him for it. Don't go off and nag and be like, oh, you don't never want to talk. You don't never want to do that. You know, and da 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 da. Nah, give him that time. If he need to go for a drive for a few moments, let him have that time because he is regrouping. He's getting his thoughts together. And that that is that is his place to, to get back to himself. So everything is fine. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop you right there because I definitely want to get into that part. I got some stuff to say about that aggravation part and the nagging and I'm gonna bring that whole thing up. We going let me tell y'all something. Let me reintroduce myself. My name is Latanya. This is what I do. Okay? <laughs> I get all wrong with a lot of guys because 
I can talk the lingo. Like I really, it took me time to study and understand men that I really understand the men and how they think. I like me and my dad have some of the most dopest conversations. <laughs> yeah. I can I understand things about him. My mom don't understand sometimes, and I'll make it known, and she be oh, oh they, they, no, that's thank you, thank you. Oh I, wow. My dad loves that with me because it's like I get it. I just get it. So women, like sometimes. I'll see y'all having conversations out there, women. You'll post something, and you'll ask something, and I'll con- you'll see I'll comment on it and try to give you a little nudge to give you a little advice to help you. I can I really love helping men and women understand the dynamic between each groups. That's why I, <laughs> mm-hmm. when I do topics, that, you know, like I'm sitting here trying to help you. And that's why I say you have to know how to see outside of yourself. If you are a person who have difficulty seeing outside of yourself, you're going to have a hard time dating the opposite sex. You're going to have a hard time in these relationships. That's why there's so many divorces. That's why so much is going on because before you can get in a relationship with someone else, you, I stress it. You have to know you first. That's why you got to know what makes you happy. You got to know what makes you sad, what brings you joy. You got to know what your peace look like. When, when things are going haywire, you got to know how to get back to your peace place. You got to know how to protect your peace. We're going to talk about all this. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to know you. There's so much of you you don't know. When I speak with clients and women and, and things, and there's so much about them they don't know. And it's okay, but I'm starting to undo the layers to help you see that you don't know you the way you think you know you right you might be in the season of just trying figuring out who you are and there's certain things some people have gotten married young and they and and then later on in life they they go through the season of liberation and they're discovering themselves there's so many different things that we navigate through and and we're going to talk about all of that but what i'm saying all of that plays a role into this conversation right here in the different topics that come out. Because if you don't know you, it shows how you show up in different situations in your life and in different things. So again, going back to this particular topic, just like he was telling you, when a man is stressed, he might go, he might have to go to the gym and get it off of him that way. You know, like, he may be a, in computers. He may be into games. He may be whatever it is in his way. You got to know that about your man. But the only way you're going to know that is to have conversation to figure that out. And I strongly suggest you figure that out before you get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that before you get in a relationship, why are you in the relationship? Right. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. We don't, we, we don't, we scratch the surface. We don't get deep to find out who a person is because what happens is you get in a relationship with someone and then they go through a shift in life and a turn and you don't know how to help them and you don't know how they navigate things because you haven't seen them go through things or just ask the questions to find out how they deal with situations, how they handle this. How is this? How is your this? You know, we don't ask those questions. We ask surface questions. So like for like he was saying what men like to do when they need to find peace and, you know, like or deal with stress. Women, if you think about it, we have our things, too. Some women like to get their nails done. Some women like to get their hair done, retail therapy, whatever. I'm not judging you. Whatever it is for you, you got to know what you need, too, because if he's dealing with stress, 
you might need to pull in on some of your self-care techniques to get you through that time as well. Figure out what does that look like for me? And the same thing with men. He may not understand what your stress look like. Because we handle stress differently too. Some of us are venters where we like to, and I'm going to get into the aggravation. We like to just talk, talk, talk and bend it out. But you got to know if you got a man that can handle that or not. Nah. <laughs> right. Because he may not be one built for that. You got some men who are emotionally unavailable. I know me personally, I cannot be in a relationship with a guy who's not emotionally available. Have I done it in the past? Yep. And I found out. Yep. And I ain't work. I can't do it. So I need to know what that looks like for you. And, um, but you got to be honest about what you want. You got to be honest about what you're looking for. So I'm going to ask a question for the women before we get into the aggravation parts, because I got a lot to talk about with it. So if a woman wants to ask her man, like her man obviously is going through something. And he's shutting down from her. He, the, the situation has handled. When it first has happened on the first day, where do you think is the proper setting to ask about it? Like, I don't think the bedroom would be the proper place because I feel like the bedroom is pillow talk. Should it be over like dinner? Like if she want to bring it up. So she, I'm saying her asking the question. So she know where he's at at that moment, like what's going on in his life. So she'll know the next step to give him his space or, you know, like however he needs to deal with it. Should we ask this question over dinner? I mean, we're in COVID now, so we can't go out on dates, but technically if it was like a, maybe set up a date night, how, like, when's the opera, like, when's the appropriate time to initiate, to ask, honey, I noticed something, I noticed a change for you, what's going on? Or when you notice an obvious, like, when's the appropriate setting? Yeah, that's that is very important to recognize because, uh, and again, it's go back to what you're saying about uh, knowing your man. Because, like, uh, like I said, in the bedroom, okay, if you're in the bedroom, you're probably about to go to sleep. Sometimes you need to sleep to sleep off some stress, okay. And I, I think you know, I've, I've heard a study saying that, that like, you know, you're getting an adequate uh, amount of rest each night that can, uh, you know, help you with. Things such as weight, even weight loss, and uh, you know, uh, it's a great stress reliever to make sure you're getting adequate rest. So um, then, over dinner, like all you have to do is like, if you don't know these things uh, beforehand, uh, just pay attention as you go through what the dating process or friendship process. Just look where you had your most uh, intimate conversations at, where you had the most private, and use that same setting. Because in some atmospheres, some men they they might want to talk in the bedroom. Some might want to talk at uh, on a date night at a dinner table and everything, and uh, just depend on what the issue is. And uh, there are certain issues. This is like let's just say if you got kids in the house, mm-hmm. okay, yep. there are certain topics that kids don't need to hear. Right, what's going on between the man and the woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, they. Uh, you picking them up, let's just say you just happen to be in the car together, uh, picking them up from school or something, and in the car, like you, we ain't just uh, we ain't addressed this issues yet. What you think about this, that, and there, and the kids hearing this, and kids right. absorb things, 
Yes. Okay. Or even at home, you in the kitchen. Well, you we still ain't talked about this issue, and and the kids sitting there, and they looking like like it's a movie or something, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to use wisdom about knowing the the uh, atmosphere and the situations. All right. Another example. Okay. Is let's just say it's the holidays, and you got a lot of family around. That's definitely not the time. I can tell you for sure for anybody. That's definitely not the time to have personal conversations about what about private issues. You got again, of course, uh, you know, COVID, uh, people weren't able to meet like this past holiday season on Thanksgiving and Christmas like they once once did in years past. But uh, let's just say if COVID wasn't around, you got a family gathering, you got 15, 20 family members at your house, and that's the time you're gonna bring up a personal issue that's going on. Hello. Really? Let me interject right there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I told you I got so much to say on this one. Yeah. For real, y'all. Listen to me good. Ooh, oh, this is juicy. Because, yes, Lord, this is about to go into aggravation. Okay. The family thing. Okay. Ooh, ooh let me set this up right. I'm, y'all can see the passion in me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my zone, y'all. Y'all yeah. know We're talking now. Absolutely. Um, Okay, 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 okay. Let me back it up, and then we're going to come to family. First of all, when I asked the question, light bulb went off of me. So let's just do this. You have to determine with your spouse what an intimate conversation is going to look like between y'all. Set that mood. Set that environment. Mm -hmm. I agree with him. You definitely don't want to have these type of grown conversations around your kids. When your kids around, that is not the time to bring up stuff around your spouse. When they first come through the door, whether they are a man or the woman, don't throw out stuff to them when they first come home. Let people come in. Let people put their stuff down, mm-hmm. get a shower, get something in their belly. You don't know what they, kind of day they might have. Even though you might text them and call them throughout the day, you still just don't know. You don't know if someone almost tried to run them off the road five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> Let them get their mind together. You don't know what type of energies they were dealing with through the day because people carry energies, okay? Right. Get settled. And it may not be, it depends on y'all dynamic. It may not even be that night. It may have to be the next day. It may have been a lot happened that day that they just need to unwind from that day. They might need to go take a, a nap or something, start fresh the next morning. Sometimes with me, the best way to talk to me is sometimes in the mornings. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it just depends on you. And this is the thing. You have to know your spouse to know when when they good to can handle certain information. And you have to create that. You guys are going to have to. I challenge y'all. You're going to have to come together and figure out how can we have these intimate conversations within amongst our home, amongst ourselves. Do do we maybe we get in the kitchen and cook dinner together and create that ambiance and setting. Maybe mm-hmm. we have the conversation over dinner, or maybe we enjoy the dinner, so no, neither one of us gets up from the dinner and ruin the appetite. And then maybe after we have it, maybe after we have the dinner, maybe we come for a nightcap together or whatever you do, or some wine and talk over it. Like you set the mood, right? Bringing intimacy in your home into the relationship, you set it up. I mean, maybe when the doors open, it, it will be a fun day or just something you. Or maybe y'all can do it like a game or, you know, there's all kind of ways. What we're saying is you create that intimate 
Because right now we just we just doing what we want to do when we feel like it and destroying mamas aggravated because she's been with babies all day. Here you come get the kids. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. No, 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 no. I understand the mama aggravation, but that's a whole nother conversation. We're gonna go there. We gotta help y'all set up a game plan with that too. Cause I know mm-hmm. she's frustrated being with kids all day. And then yeah, you didn't dealt with your we got to make sure there's balance on each side. Everybody is being taken care of. Um Family, let's talk about this. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna talk to the men from the women's perspective. Don't bring your family in situations, right? And women too. Don't do it. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. Right. I'm not in a relationship with your mama. I'm not in a relationship with your father. I ain't in a relationship with your sisters and brothers. Cool. I'm glad they like you and they got your back. But don't bring our issues to them. They shouldn't know everything going on in my house, every dynamic, because they're going to take your side regardless. Regardless, right. And no it matter can how make, wrong you are. Say it. Yeah, and it can no make matter. your spouse feel attacked. Right. And ambush. And if you make me feel attacked or ambushed over some stuff we got going on, I'm going to shut down from you so fast, so quick. I don't mm-hmm. even want to deal with you. I'm just going to be honest. It's going to piss me off. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I can't be in a relationship with a man who can't handle issues with me. Now, I understand the dynamic of a man where it's like like he, we were talking earlier, where you have a way how you deal with things. But don't have your mama and sisters come with me telling me how I should be and handle this and all of this and speak it for you. If you can't speak to me, then you're still a grown boy. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not a grown man. Yeah, I said it. And I don't take it back. I mean it. I'm going Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let y'all know we got to get some things in order. What's going on? Like, don't bring your family into stuff that they don't need to be. It's just not right. It's just, it's not cool. Don't belittle your, your spouse to your family either. That's the worst right. thing you do is talk bad about a person and then later on you need them. And then it's like the family looking at this person like they this and then that. And many times when you're talking bad about them, it's because you really don't know the person you're with. Right. You don't know them. And so you quick to go back to your comfort zone or, or the people you know and you talk bad because they don't do things the way your family did it. But you don't know them because you don't know them intimately. And I ain't talking right. about intimately because I think when we use the word intimate, people think intimate always has to be associated and equated with sex. No, intimately, you know someone personally. Personally, yeah. We got to get to that. And y'all will quick to know someone in a sexual nature before you know them intimately. Before you know their gestures and, and how to talk. Mm-hmm. Right. And when he brought that up, that just, ooh, I can't. That's one of my pet peeves. I can't stand that. It, it can, especially if you come from a large family, it can feel, feel like such an ambush. And it's like, why are all these people opinions in it? And why right. are they telling you how to get over it? And they will tell you how to deal with somebody you don't know. It's none of your business. Right. Like, for real. So we got to stop that so that you know how to deal with your family and, and, and stuff. And and for the males, if you don't know how to talk to your spouse about issues and you always got to go to your family, rewind, rewind. You got to go all the way back to the drawing board because that dynamic should be figured out before you even get in a relationship with somebody. You're right. We so quick want a relationship. I want a relationship. I want to grow with you. I want to be with you. Oh my God, let's work it out. Let's build. No, what the hell are we building? 
Right. <laughs> what direction are we going in? Do you know me? Spell my middle name backwards. I'm just saying, like, matter of fact, what is your middle name? Do you right. even know that? <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> right. That's why I threw it out there like that. Like, <laughs> what, what, do you even know my middle name? You know, like, spell it backwards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I can't with people. They we so quick to want relationships when we don't. We don't even know how to be in a relationship with ourselves. First and foremost, the first relationship you're in is with God. Right. Then you're in a relationship, depending on your family, is with your mom and dad or who, your guardian or whoever took care of you. Got you know for those you know everybody's family is dynamic. You have that relationship, and you have a relationship with yourself. Even if you didn't have a mom and dad, you still had to have that relationship with yourself first, right? Before getting in a relationship with somebody else. Now, hugs to everybody who didn't have their mom and dad. I know. So we, we, you know, we, we understand. Trust me. We got something for all dynamics. But I'm showing the order to show that still, if you didn't have it, you still got you. Now I'm going to go into the aggravation. <laughs> because when you don't know your significant other and you ambush them or you come home and you start aggravating things. That's why women, especially black women, we've got labeled with the stigma nag. She nagging me. They nagging me. Oh, when I come home, it's always nagging. We ask a lot of questions. We don't mean to be a nag and we don't want to be a nag. I think with women, we just want to know, is everything okay? Are you good? We watch the news. We see stuff going on. Of course, we in the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Men are getting killed and different things or what have you. We want to know, is your well-being okay? And I apologize when we have women. We don't mean to be a nag. We don't want to. But women, we got to also understand, too, like, you got to understand how you come off. Because if you are a woman who like nags and just kind of like beat a guy up so much to get information out, it's aggravating and it does lead to stress. It can, and, and, and you got to go back to it. Men be dealing with stress you don't know. He knows what's stressing you out because you tell him every day. Mm-hmm. You telling him and you're nagging. Mm-hmm. The same thing. This nagging me. This aggravating me. This aggravating me. It's like a broken record. He hears you every day. He knows what's going on with you, but you don't know what's going on with him because he's not telling you. And then you're aggravated because he's not telling you, but you don't understand the dynamic that he's not going to tell you because that's the nature of a man. They just keep it in. It's not really him being secret. They just go inward. Mm-hmm. Even with him not telling you stuff, it doesn't mean stuff is not bothering him. And so now you're kind of piling on top of stuff that he's already dealing with, which leads to stress. Right. Stress is a silent killer. It shows up in blood pressure. It shows up in weight gain or loss. Mm -hmm. It can show up in sciatic nerves different ailments. I remember going to a doctor one time. I was in so much pain in my spine. I had to have an MRI, a CAT scan, all the stuff done. And it came back. My neurologist was just like, oh, well, I'm glad nothing show up, but it's stress. Mm, wow. Yeah. And I knew what was stressing me at that time. And I, I had to make decisions to get it right. You know, so I'm like, wow. 
but you never know how stress will show up. We see people using this world, leaving this world left to right right now. Mm-hmm. Some of them to the virus, <clears throat> there's some of them is underlying stress. And if you have stressing you on top of a virus coming in, wow, yeah. that's not good. Because some people can fight this thing, but if they were already dealing with stress unknown that was going on in their body that nobody knew about, it makes it harder. It increases the chances of not fighting the virus. So we got to help each other. Blood, I mean, like even with certain, I don't even go there with the foods and stuff like that. Let's stick with aggravation. We have to be mindful of how we treat each other. Right. When people show up on the internet, even like, God, God, the way y'all go back and forth at each other or just on the internet. I know if you're doing on the internet, it going on in the house. In real life, right. Right. So you guys take a step back and look at that and be like, the energy. I can feel the energy off the comments sometimes. I'm just like, the energy just shift. Right. You got all of this in you? All of this. From this. It could be a positive post in some way it will shift to something negative. I'm offended by this and I'm dealing this. It's because you're dealing with something that you haven't got seeked help on that's almost also stressing you and it's coming out in different ways. It's coming. Your stress is coming out in the way you speak to people, the way you speak to your kids, the way you speak to your spouse, the way you show up on the internet and you, and you go off on people. You mad at your spouse, you're going off on people on the internet. Yeah, right. But living their best life. Real right. life. I'm going there. Or even going or even going on the internet, like throwing them subliminal shots at people, even though right. they ain't saying who they talk to. Like, yeah, you're dealing with a lot. And people like to say, like, this age of social media is just entertainment. No, it's not. No, it's not. The things you post and the things that you comment are your real life. They're the things that you got going on or or a result of the stress that you're not dealing with or failing to recognize that you are taking out on other people. Because if, if it was if it was just entertainment, but you, like you just said, uh, it could be the most positive saying up there. Somebody can post, have a nice day, the day a good day to have a good day, and somebody will be like, like, why you wishing everybody have a, a good day and this, that, and the third, and you this, and you that, and I'm like, oh my God, really? Deal with the stress, deal with the stress, set the boundaries, uh, you're talking about diet, eat right, and all that. Like, all that plays a factor. But yes, the internet is real. I don't care. Like, when, like, on Facebook, when it asks what's on your mind, when you type in their status, you're typing what's actually on your mind. It is not entertainment, it's your real life. It is. And people don't see how you sh- they show up. We talked about it in the prior episode. Like I said, women, your role is to be a man's peace. Peace, right. It shows when you have no peace inside of you, girl. It's a lot going. You just got to be honest with yourself and say, I got a lot going on. I'm a mother. I'm stressed out over my motherly duties right now. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. Those are real feelings. I starting to lose myself. I don't feel like myself no more. Get it. Got it. Um, I don't understand my husband right now. He might be in a shift going through some stuff and I didn't even understand he was going through some stuff. But He's going through stuff making me feel insecure, making me feel like I don't feel love in my home no more. I don't feel like me. 
All of these things are going on. And then your personal life, maybe it's something challenging you. Maybe you're dealing with a sick family member. Maybe you're dealing with you just lost someone. You know, like things happen in life that it has impacted your peace. And you can't be his peace when you don't have no peace within. And you just got to be honest. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just being honest with yourself and saying, I can't show up for you right now because I got to get me centered right now. Mm-hmm. I think if you tell a man that he will understand that, but you got to be honest. Absolutely. You gotta be honest with yourself. Let him know it's impacting your peace. It's enough. We'll tell him we sh- we're nagging, we're stressed out with the kids and stuff like that, but let him know, go deeper. I'm, I'm giving you permission to go deeper with yourself and say this situation, because I'm overwhelmed with the kids is impacting my peace. When my peace is impacted, I can't show up for you. Right. He will uh, he will hear that clearest day and understand it. He Absolutely. May not find the answer. He may try to find the answer. He may go inward to try, but you it, it will set you up so you can try to find those routes for you because no, there's no need for you to be a nag. There's no need for you to be aggravation. We, you kind of feel like you're getting your point across, and we want you to get your point across. It's about knowing how to articulate your point, too. Right. You don't have yep. to scream and shout. Right. All the time. Sometimes it's the little pullback. Sometimes if you just pull it back, he'll notice you pulling back. It don't have to, we, we have different ways of getting, I don't like to say getting attention, but yeah, getting getting attention, not necessarily getting attention in a bad way, but when we don't know how to articulate ourselves sometimes, we act out. And I want to get us back to how to properly communicate so we're not acting out so much. We're not acting out on social media. We're not acting out on different, we're not putting down or tearing down another woman when she's showing up got things together and balanced that woman could probably help you but you're tearing her down because you're mad because your situation ain't like that mm-hmm. right sit back ask for help and I, and I say that with each other because the next step with men is when they're stressed it shows up in sickness mm-hmm Women, we get burnt out. Men get burnt out. Trust me, they do get burnt out. They may not tell you, but our stuff is more on the outward side. Their stuff is more on the inward. The next thing you know, mm-hmm. you waking up the headlines, this man ain't here no more. Right. What happened? Or or I, I'm going to say it. Some people take their lives because they're stressed and, and you don't know things going on. And then you're trying to figure out, well, what happened? Why did this happen? They're dealing with things that they didn't tell you and they didn't know but I want us to start taking accountability for how we show up so we don't also impact on somebody else's stress right not making you responsible not saying that it's your fault somebody chose to handle stress in a certain way whether it took their life or different things but we sometimes we are so selfish mm-hmm. so, it. so so selfish we'd be like we can't see outside ourselves. We only see the world the way we are accustomed to seeing it. And we can't see how our actions impact other people sometimes. Our bad behavior, our acting out, our traits. 
you and you have to understand that how you you have to see how you're showing up sometimes, ladies. Absolutely. And I think, and I, I'm gonna go there with y'all, fellas. Especially speaking for the African American um, community, for so long, I know back in the day, sometimes black men would be like, "Well, I'm gonna date outside my race because my women they they, they nag too much. They do all this and they do that." That has happened. And I know a lot of women are hurt by it. And we understand that you're hurt. I get it. And no, it wasn't fair. And no, it wasn't right that that has happened to us. Um, and I have to, and I'm saying this to the black men because this has been an issue that has been swept under the rugs when it comes to stuff like this too. How have you stepped up black men to make sure mm-hmm. your women of your race understand you when you're dealing with things? Right. Instead of don't don't shame them and put them down. Y'all y'all were quick back in the day and be like, well, all black women nag, all of this. So when you put that stigma on us, other people look at that stigma. Other, right. other people are are playing into the stigma. They're like, well, why would I think anything else when your own black men are saying that about you? Mm-hmm. And so when that stigma is out there, the other persuasions sometimes are like, well, the black men don't like women to nag. So let me make sure I don't nag. Now, mm-hmm. catch 22. It don't mean that woman's not a nag. But if it's out there saying that black men don't like women who nag and I'm trying to catch me a black man, I'm not going to show that side of me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how all the other faucets of the black man or how to deal with his, like right now, black men's getting killed and stuff like that. I don't know how to show up on that aspect and this and this. But I know how to grab one. I know not to be with that. I know not to do what they're doing. Do it right. And and I and, and and that's the real dynamic in what we've created over the years. I'm 38 and I've seen this early on in my 20s and, and I caught that back then. I used to have these conversations. And I'm like, well, why they don't? And, you know, I was younger then. I was a young adult, but I'm older now. And I, now I can say it on the platform. I can say it now. But even then, I still stayed in my place, but I seen it. But I, I, and I understood that logic. And I just couldn't understand why people don't get that. Just get mm-hmm. that part. I see it clear as day. And, um, and, I'm, 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 and I'm bringing it up because I'm like, okay, we're in a, a place right now. Black men and black women, we have to help each other. And, and let me put this to You can date whomever you want. You can date white, black, African, I don't care. This is not about that. It's about we got an issue in the black community that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Black women have felt disrespected by that comment. And it's also put a stigma on us that our black men have put the stigma on us. Not white right. men came in and put the stigma on our own have put that stigma on us. And it needs to be addressed. And we need to say, ask black men without getting into argument. Why is it? Is, why, why haven't y'all addressed it with us to say how we should show up properly and explain yourself wow. to us? And I think sometimes the black man can be confused and they'll think, well, if the white woman get it or this woman get it and they just don't get it. No, sometimes when you put your biases on front, people, again, manipulation, people know what not to be. Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean that white women don't nag either. They just know you don't like it. Right. And a lot of times with that, with the black men who who've made that statement or or like, uh, I'm not going to date a black woman because she nag and this, that, and third. Uh, A lot of times a guy like that has some insecurities he's dealing with as well. And he thinks it'll be an easier way if he goes outside his race and then he get in and, you know, date the other race and he thinks it's going to be easier but not knowing that the woman of the other race, she can have another set of issues as well. Not necessarily if it's nagging or anything like that, but uh, it is uh, it's kind of a, a prideful ego thing that come into play as well. And, and I'm like, when I hear a black person say that, a black man say, like, I'm I'm only going to date a white woman now because black women nag and everything. And I'm like, okay, first thing I come to mind, what about your mama? What about your sisters, your cousins and everything like that? Like, if you had a black mama or sister and cousins and everything, you're going to tell me that you don't know how to relate to a black woman and everything. And again, culturally, not just men. Yeah, we have, like, I think the black race as a whole, yeah, we do sweep a lot of things under the rug, but still, all those years about of, of having a black woman in your family and and not to say you're you're uh, letting them down or anything because you can date who you want to but don't give these lame reasons as to why you do it and deal with the real issue as to why because a lot of times the men it, they just they just got with a black woman and they thought that things were going to be a certain way and they thought they was going to get their way and they thought that maybe they could control the woman and they do got a woman who's secure who's dealt with her issues and put her foot down and they found out that okay this woman ain't gonna let you treat her any kind of way and then they come with oh they just nagging this that and the third and it's like well I'm gonna date outside my race just because they didn't get their way in the relationship so that's what the root of a lot of that is but um, but yeah we have to do better and uh, as far as communicating uh, those issues and uh, is as you were saying a little while ago, it's about the approach on both sides. How the man would approach the woman and be like, "Okay, what issues, you know, uh, are going on with you? How can I help you overcome them?" And the same with a woman asking a man instead of all the nagging, the approach is everything instead of being on one hundred all the time and just fussing, fussing, cussing, and all that. Be like, "Look, okay, I got this issue going on. It's stressing me out. It's what I'm going to do." And if you come to a man in that approach, we we definitely will understand that. But uh. But yeah, the men talking about I only date a certain uh, race or I'm going to not date my own race because it is it really comes down to they thought that they would get their way within the relationship and thought they could do certain things. And it was a, just that one woman, like because uh, a lot of the men who make those types, they, they ain't even dealt with a, a lot of different type of women as in different personalities and things. They just have that one uh, kind of like why racial stereotypes exist now. Someone just had a negative encounter with one. And, everything, and they think everybody like that. So the black man had maybe one or two bad encounters where he thought he could take advantage of the black woman. It didn't go the way he thought. He like, not, not all black women, just all of them nagging, all of them just high maintenance and everything. So I'm going to date a white woman. And uh, it, it is, it is, it's a foolish mindset. It really is. It really is. It just really is because it's like, and I'm bringing this stuff up because it's been going on for years. It's like, when are we going to talk about it? We sweep all the stuff underneath the rug. And then what happens yep. is 
when you don't when you sweep stuff underneath the rug, it comes up later and it becomes a bigger issue. Here we are today. We in the middle of what looks like we didn't went back to the 60s. Because right. these little issues become bigger issues when you don't deal with them. Right. So we got to get our health in check. Stress is killing our own kind. Stress is killing um I had to talk with a white man recently about health in the black community and it was like I didn't it was a chance meeting and he was just like I'm trying to learn how to get this message to the black community because I don't want to be seen he said by his own community they'll look at him like a white supremacist and by the black community they don't take his advice seriously wow yeah and he was like especially going through these times african-american people need to be taking vitamin d Mm-hmm. And I knew what he was saying was true, and I'll go into it because I had just had this talk with my own doctor about it from mm-hmm. last year, um, last quarter of last year, and we just talked about it. And she put me on vitamin D, the um, five thousand IE IU. Mm-hmm. I've that has helped me tremendously. I've got so much energy from it and all kind of stuff. So I knew there was truth to what he was saying in it, and he was just like, especially what's going on. With the coronavirus, we need to be taking our vitamin D, our vitamin C, you know, like all the stuff. And I was like, and he just kept talking to me and there was this chat thing. And I said, mm-hmm. say it. He said, I don't know how to convey. I said, say it just the way you said it to me. You just got to understand that some people are open to change and some people are not. Right. The information is here. Whether you want to take it, whether you want it, you can either. I always stand on this. Do you want a complaint or do you want a solution? Solution, right. But you got, the only way you're going to be able to take the solution, you got to be able to see within yourself. You got to be able to make changes. If you're a person who, they can't change me, I ain't changing, I'm with this and that, go over there. We ain't got time. Right. (laughs) People leaving this world every day. We ain't got time right now for that. So you mm-hmm. stay stuck. See how that works for you, okay? Right. We ain't got time. I'm sometimes these these podcasts gonna be funny. Sometimes they're gonna be a little serious like this. It's all in love. We just want to get you the information to help you. It out. Absolutely. Right. We're tired of seeing people get stuck. We're tired of your hurts holding on to your healing. You holding on to stuff from the past and you can't get healed. You can't get to the next level. You And then it causes more hate, more tear down, more this. We got to take accountability. So if you are a black man and you said it to a black woman, own it, just apologize. Let's go forward. Let's figure out how to fix this. All right. Instead of downing another woman, fix it. I have to say, okay, this is the, and, and maybe not call it nagging, be like, it comes across as nagging when you do this, X, Y, Z. Yeah. You don't understand this about me. And yeah. thoroughly explain yourself. Right. This is how I deal with things. If you understand me this way, then maybe we can do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I go back, I'm a woman. But one thing I don't like certain times, um, even when it comes to men, like, you have to know how to talk to me a certain way. Like all of that attention seeking, all of that, gotta, all of that. Oh, I do things outwardly. I love out loud. I do like this and all that. That's quite, I understand you being yourself, but maybe it don't work with me and my personality. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Don't down me. You got to understand me as a person. Because if I tell you I can't deal with certain things, understand it. Don't try to do it. You Again, men will try to do things their way and their way till it don't work. Sometimes I'm going to keep you a catch, man. Especially I can speak for myself on this one. Sometimes you trying to do it yourself will piss me off in the process. <laughs> where it's not supposed I don't care about you not taking my help. That's it. That's on you. You know, like if you don't take my help and, and it falls, let's just say to shit, that's just with you. Okay. <laughs> but if I'm telling you I like things a certain way or I need something a certain way and you keep doing it persistently, doing it your way and it's annoying me or it's causing stress on my end, you're stressing me out. You're annoying, mm-hmm. annoyance equivalence to stress and now I don't want to deal with you and I'm going to push myself further away from you. And hmm. So that's why you have to know who you're dealing with. And you got, and you have to be honest about who you are because people may not want to have to deal with that, and it's okay. Certain personalities don't go together. We talked about in person when personalities mm-hmm. clash. Mm-hmm. And don't assume you know people. Women don't assume you know your spouse. There's an extroverted side to him, maybe and an introverted. Same things for women. There's an extroverted side to her, mm-hmm. and introverted. But you got to know how to know which side is which, though. So. We sorry, we like having to wrap this podcast here up. I think we probably going to dabble into this conversation a little bit more on the next topic. Um, Because I think I kind of know where I want to go with the next one. Um, But the takeaways, create that intimate conversation space for you and yours in your home. Mm -hmm. Not just with your spouse, but with your kids, just with you. You need to know what an intimate conversation looks like for yourself. Figure that out. Understand your stress triggers. Right. Have a plan for how you deal with stress. Know how to articulate how you deal with stress to someone else, your family members or your spouse. Mm -hmm. Be honest and upfront. Yep. Honest and upfront. Don't get in relationships with anybody. Until you know this about yourself. And do not get in a relationship with anybody until you know this about them. Because how they deal with stress may not work for how you deal with stress and and y'all may not be equally yoked. You got to understand what you can work with and what you can't work with. If it is causing you peace, your peace to be disrupted because of how some, another person deals with things that might not be the right connection for you. Everybody's not alike. Everybody do things differently, but you got to know what you can work with and what you can't. But the first thing is you got to have your peace established. Everything starts with that. And if you know this is something that chips away at my peace, this may not be the right situation for me. Women. Understand that stress shows up different on a man and don't wait for it to show up until they are sick. Understand the dynamics of your man and how they work. That's even if women, if you are growing up little boys, understand little boys can get stressed. I've seen it. It come out in aggression on the play- playground and different little mm-hmm. things. I- I've seen a little boy with a little temp- temp- um, temper. And then because he didn't know how to articulate his frustration. 
So it's okay for a little boy to cry. Do I don't know how you're raising yours, but when I get I'm raising mine, it's okay. You get that out. Right. You cry. You do what you gotta do. So it doesn't come up as hostility later or or anger and it comes out in rage or different things like they go into school punching walls and all of this stuff like that no we need to help them figure their emotions out they're maybe being bullied we are in the internet wake up you got them phones and everything else they're on the internet they're being bullied we just watched a girl in a music group 22 just get torn down by the internet Mm, it's not right that's stress. That's stress. You think she wasn't in she, she showed up. That's a stressful situation. Even the comments. You think your comments didn't help create some type of stress on her end or maybe for her family. Be mindful of what you do and how you show up. You don't have to speak on everything. Right. The old people be like, hush. Back in the day, Hush. Everything, yes, this is the world, freedom of speech and all this, but you don't have to comment on everything. Everything ain't everything. Right. <laughs> Your opinion don't have to be in every part. And then let me tell you something, and this leads into the next one right here. If you that type, we got to have a word or opinion about everything somebody say or do or everybody, you that one who know everybody and know everybody business, that stuff will blow up on you. <laughs> it ain't good to always be the nosy one it ain't always good to be the one always in the know because when the stuff hits the pan for them and they go down <laughs> they come back around you know what I'm talking about <laughs> absolutely I'm just saying God show up in mysterious ways that thing come back around it ain't good to be knowing everybody business being everything sometimes it's good just to mind your own business with stuff like that I mean if that's the title you want to wear God bless you but for me <laughs> I ain't trying to know everybody's business mm-hmm. yeah, who got time for that like, right. for real let me be surprised sometimes ain't even my role in life to try to be everybody's friend that's my friend. That's my friend. Let me be on this show and this one and let me do this. I'm everybody's friend. Then when it hit, when shit go down, you want to run cry. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Take some self-accountability. And that's our episode on stress. Roscoe, I'll let you say what <laughs> you need to say. <laughs> hey, hard to follow that up. But yeah, but but again, I just want to reiterate, and it's like you said in the disclaimer, we are here to help. Uh, we're not here to offend anybody. And if you're dealing with stress, uh, communicate the indicators up front, and then people will be able to uh, receive it and understand it. And uh, they'll be there and grace you with the grace you need so that you can deal with the issue at hand. Amen. I touch and agree on that. And we got yeah. a little serious, but you know, sometimes we start fun. It might go a little serious, whatever. It goes serious because we want you to get the information. We want you to get the point. Right. To help you. So hopefully, 
I hope that this just helps some relationships, some situationships. I hope y'all grow for the better. I hope now I make you understand. I hope the light bulb go off and you be like, oh, that's what it means when he do that. Right. <laughs> been stressing this out. I've been doing all of this to get his attention. When I really had his attention, he just might be going through something. I want those type of light bulbs to go out. Right. Oh, this is what it looked like when I show up like this. Or, oh, I really need to stop calling black women nags and stuff like that. And right. Have I did my part in the situation and helping them learn me? Do, do she really know me? Do they really understand how to deal with me? Or I'm just assuming they should know before I give them a name. That puts them in a box. And with that being said, we'll see y'all in the next episode. <laughs> see y'all later. <laughs> you breaking the most. All right.